The goddesses return from their month hiatus on episode 29 of What Would Venus Do to discuss the process of unlearning, what a woman must unlearn or become in order to connect with her highest power and intuition. The conversation spurred from the fact that Kristen is expecting a baby next month and her pregnancy has centered around making intuitive choices for herself and her unborn child, choices that have led her to think outside the standard institution of Western medicine. The ladies all have had personal journeys around their healing, which they share. Sarah, Stephanie, and Kristen talk passionately about, although there is a time and a place, silencing what the professionals have to say and realizing that the connection between mind and body is key to unlocking optimal wellness. Listen in as the ladies of We Are The Matriarchy come in hot and heavy with this first podcast back in Virgo season. Hello and welcome back to What Would Venus Do? We took a little August holiday and we just spent the past 30-ish minutes catching up. But um, here we are at, you know, two days after Labor Day, the unofficial ending of, you know, the summer season, although summer does go until the end of September. And we have Kristen, who is pregnant for, well, supposed to be giving birth next month in October. And we have Sarah here after lots of almost like a pilgrimage to kind of really solidify her move into Florida and out of New Jersey. And then we have me who has been, well, the month of August is very introspective for me as my birth month. And it feels good to be emerging in September. And I'm just so excited to get our podcast restarted. So today's topic is about kind of like medical sovereignty and understanding your body and your internal wisdom as a woman. This topic was brought to us by Kristen in her pregnancy uh, before we went on our little August vacation. So I'm going to go ahead and hand the mic over to Kristen so that she can open up the conversation here. I realize as well, it's very Parisian and French of us to take the month of August off because all of France pretty much shuts down in, in August. And there's thinking of that when you were speaking. But today's topic for for me is all about the process of unlearning to become a embodied matriarch. And this is very much touching my heart because I'm 
33, soon to be 34 weeks pregnant, and I will meet this soul that I've been carrying in about 44 to 50 days away. So it's getting really real for me. And I've been doing so, so, so much reading uh, predominantly around the midwifery and the obstetrician model, uh, particularly in the United States, and how birth and women's gynecological health has has really changed in the past 100 years to have women not have an innate sovereignty and power in their own bodies that to feel what a doctor or a quote-unquote professional tells a woman about her body supersedes the woman's own innate wisdom around what she's experiencing inside. So as I prepare for my birth, I'm, I, I also feel that I've needed to question so much of what is, is, is told to me within the uh, medical I- industry and through um, OBGYNs and, and the likes. And I think the conversation is bigger for all of us because what it really comes down to is you know what's best for you and you know your body the best. No one else can tell you that. And it touches on so much of our other conversations in the past of really the essence of of how to not people please and to just do what we're told or what we especially read about or um or our peers or our parents say oh well this is the way that it was for me to automatically assume that those things are correct for you is is not going to be empowering to your sovereignty at all so I think that I would I would love the the two of you to maybe go into how this topic resonates for you and things that you felt you needed to unlearn or unravel or not listen to because when you are listening to those other voices more strongly than your own you're not in the seat of your own power or your heart. And that's what this process has really been about for me is not only around birth, but to to, to trust that it's a physiological, uh, natural process that women have been successfully doing since the the ancient dawn of time that you don't need a man or a doctor to to tell you how it should be done which a lot of women now lean so much on in the 
in the medical industry and what what that is like for the two of you and uh, how you're able to come back to your own voice in the midst of maybe so much other information that that is out there and how do we how do we tune in to listen to what is correct for us in this unlearning Yeah, I love this topic so much because I do want to preface that Western medicine is incredible and very helpful and, you know, saves a lot of lives and improves the quality of life for many people, right? But the issue is that we're not taught that we have a choice. And we're not taught to trust our own intuition and wisdom. And that's that's where the issue kind, kind of comes up, where you're just relying on someone else to tell you what's going on with you, how your body works, what's best for you and, and your health. Um, and I also feel like you know, as far as feminine and masculine energy, it's like masculine energy is very uh, more concentrated and and focused. So it's like, okay, we have a problem, we're looking at the problem, we're fixing the problem. Whereas the feminine is very holistic, we're looking at, you know, all of the different parts of the body, how everything interplays with each other. And if something is, quote unquote, broken, we know that it's kind of just off balance and that the root cause of it is, is else elsewhere. I don't know why I can't say that word. And um, usually far more energetic than we think. And I practiced massage therapy and was a massage therapist for a brief moment in time. Uh, but I remember one of my teachers and mentors was into myofascia release and this it basically looks at the body as a whole and so if you have tension in one area you're not trigger pointing the one area you're looking and seeing where to where the energy is condensed and how to release it in other parts of the body. So everything is interplaying and working with each other. And I know for myself, like if something is off, I know most of the time it's energetic, it's emotional. And I'm personally not someone who usually like runs to the doctor if something is off or, you know, I rarely take an aspirin or anything like that. So I really try and look at like the deeper meaning of things and see how I can address the root cause of things so that the issue doesn't just keep popping up and popping up and popping up because I haven't addressed the root cause. Sarah, I know that your journey has been, you've been on a health journey um, over the past year 
intensely. So I'm, I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Uh, I feel like if we had a larger audience, I would, I, this is the part where I'm like, you're not going to like what I'm about to say. <laughs> a lot of people aren't going to like what I'm about to say. Um, because I'm so fully convinced that it's all energetic and that when we start to identify with different illnesses in the body, then we're giving our power away. It's like, oh, I have diabetes. I have IBS. I have depression, whatever the, the thing is that you are identifying yourself as now is a disempowering label that you're giving yourself and likely you're going to take a pill that's going to mask the symptoms, but stop the natural process of something coming out into the light, right? So it's like, we don't want discomfort. And so we mask the symptoms, but what it leads to is living our lives inauthentically and not getting, uh, becoming aware of the thing that the pain is trying to teach us, which is like kind of shooting ourselves in the foot. So I'm very, like I got, I went to a doctor because I have stomach stuff going on and like, you know, they're very quick to say, oh, you have IBS. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, right now I have IBS. Like, but at the end of the day, like what it really comes down to is that throughout my childhood and my young adult life, I was unable to naturally express my feelings, my emotions. The gut is represented, re represents your feelings and your emotions. And so for most of my teenage years and a lot of my 20s, I masked it. Use, I, I masked the, that inability to process in a safe container my feelings by smoking cigarettes, drinking, smoking weed, and the like. And then when I came back online, aka when I got sober, it's like all of these unprocessed emotions were alive in my gut. And I have to, in, in, uh, in a way, deal with them. Um, and, and there are moments where it becomes so overwhelming, so all encompassing that I have to ask myself, you know, maybe I do need a like medication for a bit, because I know that sitting in suffering really only creates more suffering. And I see where there's been times where I've just tried to grin and bear it instead of lean into the medical model when my power has really They've been very um, little to affect change in my own mind because I think it it all starts in your head anyway. So, you know, it's like I've been used to thinking specific thoughts that lead to specific states in my body. And I um, and, and more or less, it's just been uh, like a, an awareness of the fact that like I'm making myself sick and I haven't been. And I've been taking drugs in order to, whether it's medical or otherwise, in order to mask the fact that that's what I'm doing. And so it gets really deep and it gets really hairy when you're like, oh, okay, this is, I'm having like a really, really intense healing crisis. My stomach is fucked up. Excuse my French. It is bad. And I'm so afraid of the pain and I'm starting to associate the negative feelings I have in my, or my the negative thoughts I have in my mind with my stomach, there becomes like a, a feedback loop. And so, you know, there's a point where you have to take some type of medication, but um, I'm kind of all over the place right now. But the point that I'm trying to make is that you have to know when is the time to lean into the discomfort, to hold out, to basically like go from like 
like rise like the phoenix let your whole self burn down whether it's through pain or through some kind of transformative process like the birthing process right like women are so disconnected from the birthing process they don't even they're not even allowed to feel it and so it's like they're waking up on the other side of it like oh there's a baby but what did it take to actually get the soul there do they know most of them don't and so it's just like not allowing yourself to go through the pain is basically keeping yourself in a state of arrested development. And simultaneously, if you are unwilling to take any help, then you may keep yourself in a state of pain because you can't find relief or you're not allowing yourself relief. So each person has to decide what is going on with them. Should they lean into pain or or have they been leaning into deprivation and pain for so long that it's time to use some kind of alternative model to help move them forward if they feel like they can't themselves. And I think that all of us naturally are able to do it ourselves. But at the end of the day, society has created these dysfunctions in our bodies based on the ways that it creates thinking and belief structures within us. And so sometimes we can't get out of those belief structures. And so we need help to get out of them or to kind of stop the cycle from repeating from them. So yeah, that's a lot of, a lot, but uh, Kristen, you can, you can take it. No. Oh my goodness. There's so, there's so much juice and gems here with, with what the two of you are discussing. I don't even, I don't even know where to begin, but just to just to just to state to our listeners again this is not a conversation bashing you know western medicine at, at all because there, there there is beauty in it and 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 intrinsically that there are things that are very necessary for our society as a whole to function uh within within the model but this is to say that do not look at to fix what the symptoms are look at to fix what the the root cause is and i think sarah and stephanie you both touched on this so beautifully with steph talking about myofascia release and to view the body as a whole and then sarah to you know kind of in summary to talk about the 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 relationship between the mind and the body and and how that interplay is 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 so harmonious to everything that you're feeling inside and when something arises that feels like a dis ease in any way so th- this is really just to have everyone listening begin to think about when there is a pain whether physically mentally emotionally to to not just view it as something that is happening in that present moment but to really feel into the origin of where that comes from and what are the underlying causes that that you can take control over to to treat and uh we and we were talking about this 
prior to getting uh on the the podcast with each other uh for, for me again this this all stems back to uh my pregnancy and, and about to give birth and i chose to not find out the the sex of this baby and when when people people have asked me throughout the past 8 months it's almost oh really you don't know because we live in a time where everyone needs to know everything and find an answer for everything instantaneously and we can just go to Walgreens or CVS and buy a drug or google something really quickly and try to find out and you know immediately know what we want to know yesterday but actually there's so much more beauty and femininity in the surrender and honoring nature and honoring your natural cycles and not needing to know everything all the time. And I think if more people, but specifically if, you know, if more women could lean into that with themselves and begin to start to trust more their intuition and the innate knowledge inside of them that their body always knows what's up if they're able to silence their mind and silence that that pressure from society of oh i well i best figure this out and let me go and google this or uh find a medication then we would have so much more probably of a better relationship with our bodies we would have a better relationship with the natural world around us because we would begin to understand that we we are all connected and one and that sometimes the pain in which that you have to experience when you differentiate the pain that you're feeling is it's not going to kill you. It's not because you're under some kind of threat, uh, you know, from our ancestors that it's not a, uh, a, a survival mode that come that that's, that's coming out. So therefore adrenaline and cortisol begin to kick up. It's, it's alerting you of something unaddressed that you need to look at further and instead of looking outside into the world, actually it becomes a moment as Sarah and Stephanie both so eloquently put to energetically look at what's going on more so internally. And it's through that, again, I will harp on the message being when you unlearn and you unbecome and you unravel some of these things, that's the only way to really reach your, your power, your authentic power, because you're not going to take shit from anyone else. Excuse my language. You're not going to just be quick to find a, find a fix out there. You're going to know that the control is yours and yours alone if you begin to listen to your body and 
have your mind and your body and your breath work work together yeah this is such an important conversation and it's the body is always relaying information to us and if we were to listen to it we're able to have such an abundant life but especially as women we were taught to disobey our body right the body was the enemy we were taught to to fight against its natural shapes and to try and conform to a specific body type as far as like aesthetically what we were supposed to look at so we were kind of taught from the beginning as very young girls to be like in war with our bodies meanwhile the body is the like Kristen said like the gatekeeper to the seat of our power and so right off the bat we were taught to you know unattached from our power basically so it's just interesting how this all works and I know as women in the medical system like we're really not represented in medical research and all this type of stuff I haven't done the extensive research to know all the information but it is like Kristen was saying a process of unlearning because that was ingrained in us in a very very young age and so it's going to take a little bit of work to unravel that disconnection and um resistance that we have established with the body so good <laughs> so good um there's just a couple things I wanted to say pulling from what you guys both just said um you know to look at it from a human design perspective because that's something that I want to do there is two aspects of self there is the personality and there is the the body basically and ramda said that the personality is our karma and the personality is essentially the neurotic mind and the neurotic mind likes it, it you know it feeds on uh the desires wants and needs of other people including the cultural desire wants and needs um, and it doesn't realize that it is just the passenger watching us. And so the theme of surrender, like Kristen was saying, surrendering to not knowing what your, you know, baby's sex is in advance. It's like, that's a releasing of control, a conscious releasing of control. And it's something that the mind has a lot of trouble doing. And so when we allow the body to do what it's doing without telling stories around why it's doing what it's doing, we're basically sitting into that state of surrender and we're allowing the body to be the vehicle that moves us through the world instead of thinking that our mind, which again, in a human design perspective, is just a passenger that's watching isn't freaking out the whole system by trying to grab the wheel and and take it and do what you know it's limited perspective thinks is best right because it's like we don't know all of the things I go to like I go to western doctors and I realize like you have seven years uh, seven years of study which is incredible 
very hard work, all of those things, but it's like, you still don't know everything. And so watching people just hand their power off because they're unwilling to take responsibility for their own lives. They don't want to, their, their minds are afraid of releasing control. And so they would rather give their power to someone else so that they can still feel like they're somehow in control. So I, I get that. I understand it. And I've had my own forays with my own mind versus my body, which like inherently knows what's the right thing to do at any given time. And my mind can never fully understand. And all it can ever do is try and grasp at understanding or grasp at control. And like, I have to watch it just kind of spin its wheels and spin out until I like release into the surrender of like, this isn't up to me. Like none of this is up to me. Not, not any of it, not really where I live, not who I'm with, not like, there's a lot of things that are based on the essentially like the geometric structure of my life. And I have to just allow those things to happen instead of trying to get ahead of it. And that's what, you know, is missing a lot of times in our medical understanding it's like what works for one person is not going to necessarily work for everyone because the root cause of a problem is different and again to go back into the IBS thing like I was talking about before I'm going through like this like healing process of contractions to use the pregnancy (laughs) metaphor of like there's extreme physical symptoms that I'm getting And there are moments where they are unbearable, but like I am not identified with IBS. And so what I've seen happen is there was a three month period of me having like extreme IBS symptoms. And then I started taking high dosages of CBD and I, and basically like they're gone. Like the IBS symptoms are not there anymore. And so for me to identify with it, it would basically be like me trying to call back those symptoms. It's like, I know that my body is still releasing a lot of the stuff that I've been held that I've held on to or not processed emotionally. And so I know that there's going to be more contractions and birthing pains and symptomology that pops up within myself. And as long as I don't tell myself stories about it, like I'm in a lot better position to be able to move through it without identifying with it so that I can allow the symptoms to come and then release them when they're ready to go. Um, and so, you know, moving from the one side of just like extreme IBS, which is increases by stress, anxiety, et cetera, to the other side of it to being like, okay, like that was like, I was almost like, whoa, that was crazy. Now I have amnesia. I don't even remember what it was like to be in that much pain. Like, and also knowing that I've had the pain move around my body. So like, I'm not, not to draw it in, but just to say like, I'm not sure um, what, you know, kind of the next part of the lesson in my emotional school is going to be, um, within my physical body, like allowing what it, what it needs to be, because this is part of the process of getting into alignment with yourself is getting into your body and, and listening to your body and following your body and integrating the lessons into your body. So, um, yeah, I love this topic. I'm glad I'm glad that we finally were able to touch on it. Uh, Yeah, me as well. This is really, like I said, a really important topic. And 
we all clearly had a lot to say about it. Um, and I just want to note one thing, because you were saying like, you don't identify with the IBS anymore. And it's interesting how people talk about their illnesses. And it's like my, you know, my anxiety, my disorder, it's, it's like, they're, they're claiming this ownership where they're so like, tight with it, right? And it's like, okay, if it was yours, then don't you have the sovereignty and the power to let it go? So it's just, it's interesting how people communicate their, you know, whatever current ailment that they are experiencing it and how attached they get to it as a part of their identity. But um, I don't know if anyone has anything else to say in this moment. Do we feel wrapped up? Okay. <laughs> Lips are sealed. It was such an honor to have all of you listening to this episode if you got to the this point you were at the end of the episode and we're excited to be back on with what would venus do um we do have a new product suite for all different how to set up different systems in your business and honestly this ties in really well with this conversation because with systems implementing systems in your business you're giving yourself more time more space and more liberty to have for yourself to go within. You're not constantly being in burnout mode with your business, which a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with. But we love you all. You can find that all in the show notes and we will see you next week. That's it. Immense gratitude for you for tuning in. And as Kristen puts it so well, and I just want to say to any listener that there's there's a lot more nectar and juicy honey where that came from.